You know, as a New York Jets fan, I could not be more excited for a year without Tom Brady in the AFC East. And yet still the Patriots won today. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, we have special guest Brendan Madonia to talk with all the football craziness that went on this week. Plus Giannis unfriending the Bucks. OMG. We're going to talk about that as well. And uh, of course, some other crazy things that happened throughout the sports world. Stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. Welcome, welcome to Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the show, we talk about sports. It's it's really not that difficult, but it's some, apparently I need to just tell everybody anyway. This is what we talk about, fans, is sports. Uh, we usually like to talk about the big four, go into uh, some details, all the nitty gritty about all the crazy stuff that happened over the weekend in the past week, and talk about what's about to come up over the next week, month, year, and beyond. If COVID ever ends, you know, maybe we could go back to normal. But until then, we're going to be in our own little Philadelphia bubble. And joining me in my bubble today is Brendan Madonia. Brendan used to work for NBC. You've heard of that company before, I'm sure. He is a sports enthusiast and master of the sports. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing well, Nick. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. That, thank you for, for being here today and gracing us with your presence. Of course, anytime. Yeah. So uh, are you, are you, did you get excited for football this weekend? I, I did. Yeah. I did. I had this date circled on my calendar for months. And yet we didn't watch any football today because we were golfing. Don't tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> you said sports enthusiasts. I have to play the part. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Of course. Yeah. We can pretend. No. Listen, you you know more about you probably know more about sports than uh, other guests that I've had on the show before. Uh, one being my my friend who doesn't watch any sports at all, but just enjoys talking about them. So it's great. Jamie Grum no, has no idea what we're talking about half the time, but it's awesome having him on. I hope you're listening, Jamie. This one's for you, Jamie. This one's for you. All right, let's talk about some of the scores. So the Chiefs crushed it. Pat Mahomes uh, starting where he left off last year, beating the Texans 34-20. The uh, Buffalo Bills got a win today over the Jets 27-17. Josh Rosen looked pretty darn good in this game. 312 yards, two touchdowns. The Jets uh, did not look all that good. They they, They were bad. No, they look lost. Yeah, very, very. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was injured his hamstring uh, going into the second half, and Adam Gase threw him out there anyway because fuck it, we want Matt Forte to start no matter what. <laughs> um, Packers, they got a, a win over the Vikings, forty-three to thirty-four. You had a shootout, but really the Packers controlled most of it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, uh, four touchdowns, three hundred and sixty-four yards. I like that. 
Um, let's see. Washington football team, they beat the Eagles 27 to 17. That was a nice come from behind win for them. Eagles, guys, you're up 17 7. Miserable. I can't wait to hear all my patients complain tomorrow. <laughs> this is going to be great. Uh, Ravens got a win over the Browns 38 to 6. Jaguars beat the Colts 27 20. Raiders got a win over the Panthers uh, 34 to 30. That was an exciting game for sure. Uh, Bears came back to beat the Lions 27 to 23. Mitch Trubisky, three touchdowns on the day. Maybe he's not a uh, complete failure after all. Eh. Uh, let's see here. Seahawks beat the Falcons 38 to 25. Chris Carson had a very nice game himself for Seattle. Uh, well, Wilson, of course, Russell Wilson had four touchdowns, but Chris Carson had two rushing touchdowns, only 45 yards today. Uh, Dolphins lost to the Patriots 21-11. Uh, Cam Newton, somebody, they tried to take his chain after the game. I don't know the full story about that one, but uh, good, good for Cam. This is a guy who didn't have a job until like three weeks ago. Never touch another man's chain. You don't, you don't, no, no chain touching. You just don't touch the chains. Uh, Joe Burrow looked pretty good in his debut for the Bengals, 139 yards. He did throw a pick, but they ended up losing the Chargers 16-13. Cardinals, Cardinals beat the 49ers. Kyler Murray, man, I'm very happy I picked him up on my fantasy team because <laughs> uh, he had 230 yards. Uh, and then Tom Brady. Pretty boy Tom. Do you know that his first touchdown as a Buccaneer is a is a rushing touchdown. He he literally had to be the one to score that first touchdown. He's he's Tommy touchdown. You gotta gotta give the ball to him, and he'll he'll know how to score. It's just uh, didn't really work out in his favor today. No, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, no. The Saints ended up winning thirty four to twenty three. Uh, Drew Brees, I believe he had 160 yards, two touchdowns. He didn't really have a great game either. 18 completions on 30 attempts. It's week one, growing pains. They're also like both 40 years old. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Speaking of, I mean, we might as well talk about this right now. But, uh, you know, Tom Brady, the, the Saints and Tom Brady had mutual interest this offseason that if if Breeze ended up retiring, the Saints would have wanted Brady to step in. I don't know what's up with the Saints and liking these older quarterbacks, but I guess it kind of works. I mean, Drew Breeze has worked out so far for them. Uh, I don't think Tom in a Saints uniform, though, would have really worked out. No. What's a shame is, is that they had Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. who I think would have been a fantastic transition because he's still young, you know, yet yeah, sucks. Like he hasn't really started in a few years, but he man, when that. he's on, he's got a good he team. Started he started last year and looked fantastic. And a lot of people thought that he was going to be the replacement for Breeze should Breeze retire uh, over this past off season. And I think that that's a better fit for them. I think they need to kind of focus more in a younger uh direction than what they were looking at with going to Tom Brady. Granted, Tom Brady is is a fantastic player, fantastic quarterback. Yep. But under Sean Payton, I don't know if it'd work. That's just that, that's a good point too. I, I think uh the I, I just think the dynamic it, it's just weird. I, I don't know. Tom Brady wants to be able to call the shots. That yeah, that was my next point. Is that if it's Tom's way or no way, and and I think that's what happened in New England, where it kind of reached a point where 
it had to happen. It had to be a split because Tom was wants it his way and Belichick's not going to give that to him. So now he's in Tampa where he runs the show. And we saw right. that even in the off season too, with the training that he was doing, even though he wasn't supposed to, you know, I think that's kind of where, you know, Tom fits right now, even though they didn't get yeah. to win today. Yeah. I mean, he's got some great tools around him though, but you know, um, between the receivers, between bringing back Gronk. I don't think Gronkowski is an amazing tight end anymore, but, like, sure, he's got the big name and he's flashy. Uh, they brought in Fournette. They, he, like, he's got some pieces to play with. Yeah, and I think that this is one of those teams that it may take a little bit for them to finally gel and move, you know, into that direction of, you know, a championship. I think, you know, Gronk hasn't played in a year. He just got done – doing whatever <laughs> while he was gone, you know, yeah. he's on TV one day, he's partying the next. So, you know, he's probably still a little rusty. Um, Tom's in a new environment. Fournette's coming from the Jaguars, which, you know, that wasn't really a good system. So now he's got to learn a whole new system. He's under a great quarterback. He's under great leadership. How's he going to fit into that as well? I think that the Buccaneers may take a little bit for them to finally be the team that we're expecting. Yeah. I mean, they only, honestly, they only used Fournette five times. Um, instead it was Jones, Ronald, Ronald Jones, who uh, did a majority of the work today and he had 66 yards, 66 yards, which is, which is weird. I mean, I, again, we saw the Patriots last year. They were mostly ground team. That's yeah. where they made their, you know, their um, progress. I think that it's kind of weird now seeing, Tom Brady today, only two touchdowns, two interceptions. And he only threw for 239. I mean, you know, that's, that's decent numbers. But I think, like I said, I think once they figure out a system that works between all these yeah. um, weapons that they have, I think that will definitely – we'll see. We'll see Tampa Bay definitely in the playoffs I, by the end of the year. I think they'll be competitive. I just – you know, Tom, Tom is not – he's not an elite quarterback anymore. He's an average quarterback at best nowadays. You know, two picks <laughs> – I mean, and they were sloppy too. They were sloppy picks. They weren't yeah. really, you know, anything. Yeah. You know, to to really, again, I, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I'm not a I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt though. It's a new new area, new new thing system for him under a new coach. Maybe maybe you just you know have gonna have to go through some growing pains. Maybe it's gonna take a little bit for him to get comfortable again. He was in New England for almost twenty years, so. Maybe. We'll see. Could be. Uh, before we move away from football, I will mention, so the Rams and the Cowboys are playing as we speak. Probably won't have a final score for you during the show, but we'll at least keep tabs on this one. So the Rams are up 7 nothing at this point. And those of you listening probably know the score before we'll say it, because by the time you hear this, it's going to be at least midnight, but probably tomorrow morning. So I don't even know why I bother, but I'm bothering. Uh <laughs> Oh, one other football-related thing. So, don't care about political leanings here. Colin Kaepernick is now in Madden NFL 21. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. The problem I have is they gave him like an 81 rating. Like, I don't even care about the ratings, but that's much better than a lot of starting quarterbacks in the game right now. And the guy hasn't played in like six years. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go out there and say it. I, I haven't bought Madden in the last two years, and I know – there's a big movement going on social media with, you know, 
EA giving up the rights to be the exclusive NFL simulation mm-hmm. game. And get it not to get too off off track, but I, I, I think that with EA, I think it's it's kind of this. It, it, it's kind of hard not to see this as a distraction to kind of take away with the problems with the actual game. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that need, that that needs to come to light. But as far as Kaepernick being in the game, I'm like I'm with you. I don't I don't care. You know, great. He's in the game. The rating thing, I think their whole rating system is has been a problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see guys that are elite. I think Tom Brady is like, I mean, just as an example, he's in like mid 80s. I don't think he is. Yeah. And he's that's coming. He was a cover athlete three, four years ago, and he was a 93 then, I think. So now, you know, again, age comes into question. But if you're calling him the greatest of all time and you're still you're putting him down in the mid 80s, mm-hmm. I don't think that rating system really makes sense. So. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough one to discuss, but I just, I think for me personally, the game needs to be fixed before you start putting stuff like this. And yeah. I mean, if, and you can go on, you can go on YouTube, you can go search it on anything and you'll see that it is just, it's, yeah, it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's, it's bad. incredibly glitchy. They didn't oh, yeah. upgrade any of the graphics. I, I don't play mm-hmm. these games anymore, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of, I mean, a lot of fans of the show do. Um, but what really like stood out to me and made me cringe, somebody took a picture of the stadium, like the fans cheering in the crowd and like the banners in the background and they zoomed all the way in in the banners and it says Madden 19. Oh, see, it that's... hasn't been updated in two years. Oh, Madden see, 19. It was a and simple that's... fix. You change one number. Two no. numbers, sorry. <laughs> no, just one, because there's yeah. still a one in twenty-one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I think that and I think that's what got this movement going and I'm I'm on board for it. I mean, I haven't played Madden game since probably night Madden nineteen, Madden eighteen, whatever, but mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a copy paste game that I think it's taken away from that that um franchise. It's yeah. it, you know, I remember Madden two thousand five and I could build a team and, and run a franchise and relocate if i wanted to yeah and hire free agents and that, uh, that stuff know, was exciting coaches. 15 was, years ago it was in depth and i think that's what a lot yeah. of people are missing that i don't like card games and that's what it seems like madden is now <laughs> <laughs> um all right so moving on to basketball heat mm. beat the bucks they're already in the next round celtics beat the raptors in over not in overtime i'm sorry in game seven uh 92 to 87 really close game really close uh, I was pulling for those Raptors, but uh, Celtics uh, got out of it, so it'll be Celts Heat. That game is starting Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Uh, the other series, the Lakers beat the Rockets uh, yesterday night, 119-96, so they punched their ticket to the next round. First time in 10 years, I think. First yeah, time since 2010. 2010, yeah. Yeah. And the last time it happened, it was – Lakers, last time the Lakers made it to the Western Conference Finals, they beat the Utah Jazz to get there, right? We're talking like Kobe Bryant, Carlos Boozer, like Deron Williams, just weird, just a weird thing to think about 10 years ago. Um, that was before like you're, you had the big three. Well, no, it was around the time. No, it was around the same time. But it was before yeah. like LeBron was really LeBron. <clears throat> uh, anyway, uh, Nuggets and Clippers, the Nuggets – Pulled it out again today, uh, 111-98. You know they held the Clippers to 35 points in the second half. 
and that's and that's why I think the Nuggets are probably the sleepers in this whole playoffs. I mean, who would have had them going this far? I certainly didn't. I, I to be honest with you, I had the Blazers going all the way, and look how that turned out. I, I think that the the Nuggets are really surprising a lot of people with the where they're playing, and the Clippers aren't an easy team to beat. They were actually really good this year, uh, and, and to have you know the Nuggets pull this one out, I yeah. think it's uh, it's going to make a really interesting game seven. And it's yeah. going to make a really interesting whoever moves on to play the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the Lakers, the, whether it's Lakers Clippers or, or Lakers or Lakers Nuggets, I like what's on the horizon. Um, let's talk about some losers here, though. The Rockets. D'Antoni uh, has admitted he is. He's told the team he's leaving. He's no longer going to be the head coach. Apparently, uh, his top destination that he's been linked to is right here in Philadelphia with the 76ers. That's going to be an interesting move. I think that's going to be really interesting. I mean, D'Antoni's a, a legend in its in, in his own right. Mm-hmm. I think that he's. I mean, you see the teams he's been a part of. He, you know, he he's got a he's a big name. So I think it's he, him coming to Philly. If that happens, I mean, everyone better watch out on the East. I think they're going to be a good contender. For the Rockets, I don't know what went wrong. I, I don't really know what went wrong. It seemed like they had all the pieces for this year. I mean, uh, Russ was on fire. I mean, he wasn't putting up the same numbers he was with uh, Oklahoma City, but he was still a big part of the team this year. So I'm not quite sure what happened with the breakdown. Maybe a coaching change might help that too. So maybe it's a win-win for both sides. It could be. You know, I mean, the Rockets definitely have a defense problem that's standard for an A. D'Antoni team. Um, you do have Westbrook. You do have Harden. You have all the components of a championship roster. Maybe D'Antoni's just not the guy to get there. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he if that ends up being true and he, he ends up with Embiid and Simmons. And he could really develop them into some crazy good players. I think the only issue with that is Philly's problem has been defense. And like you just mentioned, D'Antoni's not a defensive team. Right. I, I think – I don't think that they're really – I mean, you know, Embiid's really kind of changed his his playing style a little bit. He's a little – it seems a little bit to be able to play both sides of the ball. Yep. But I just I, – I don't know if D'Antoni's the right choice. It might be. I, I, I don't really know what his plan is. He might change up uh, yeah. the way that they play. And maybe – you know, I think their main issue has been defense. Maybe he focuses on that. Maybe he sees that and focuses on it. I, I don't know, but yeah. it should be interesting. There's one other team that he was linked to, too, and that was the Pacers, um, mm. which, which also could be interesting. Yeah, I think the Pacers are, are, are in a better spot for a, a younger coach, such as like – well, or a newer coach. I mean, the Nets picked Steve Nash out of left field. I didn't see that coming <laughs> at all. I don't think anybody did. I mean, but is this another Jason Kidd situation or, you know, yeah. maybe maybe they just need a fresh pair of shoes on, on the court to kind of yeah. steer these players in the right direction? Yeah. I know? love Steve Nash. I absolutely love Steve Nash. But my thought is, why why is Tyron Lue not getting more offers? Like, I know he's the, t- I think the Rockets said he's like their top contender right now. But um, I think him with Kyrie, with Durant, like it's, it almost seemed perfect in my head, but I don't know. Yeah, I just think that uh, I think it's another Jason Kidd situation where yep. he, was great, he was a great player, not maybe the best coach. I, I think I think in his case right now, he's just he's got good players. I don't think it's 
I think he just needs to kind of, you know, if, if it's up to him, I hope he gets there with the Rockets. I think maybe that might be a better fit for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that he's just not uh, in the right spot for him right now. I think that he still needs time to develop. I mean, Jason Kidd, when he moved out of Brooklyn, I forgot That's where true. he went to. Um, I think he went to, did he go to Memphis? Uh, no, Jason Kidd was the uh, was with the Bucks. Bucks. Um, he was in the, with the Bucks, and now Kidd is the assistant for the Lakers, and Lou mm-hmm. is the assistant for the Clippers. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, after Kidd moved, I know when he went to the Bucks, I mean, he he did a little bit better than I think he had a better handle on his players than he did with Brooklyn. I don't think Brooklyn was the right spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, now you see him with the Lakers and how well they're playing, and even Lou with the Clippers. Both teams have a chance to to make it to the finals. So I just think that right now with Lou being assistant with the Clippers, I just don't think he's getting the chance to shine because of the players that he has on the court. It's not really translating. He's not making, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't seem like he's making a difference. He could be, but I don't think the other teams are really seeing it because I mean, you expect Kyrie to play well, you expect Harden, you know, you expect all these guys to play well. You're not really, you know, uh, I think the same thing with the Lakers too. I think you could put anybody on the bench and they're still going to probably play the same because LeBron runs the team. He has a good set of players around them. That's just my, my opinion on it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I hope he gets a job soon as a head coach. I think he deserves it. But we'll right. see. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, the other, the other big story that's come out is Giannis the Greek freak has unfollowed first he unfollowed all of his teammates on Instagram on, I think it was Instagram right let's see yeah here. yeah unfollowed yeah. all of his teammates on Instagram and also it unfollowed the bucks uh you know it's a contract year for him he may be thinking f this and want to be traded and just play somewhere else next season but I don't know yeah I think it's uh it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I don't see any reason for him to leave, mm-hmm. but again, like he might want to go play with somebody like a, a you know a, a bigger team. If he goes down to Houston. I don't see it. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that the social media drama is always fun to watch. You never know what's going to come out of it. This could yeah. be you know a game for him, and we'll see. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna stay with the Bucks after his contract's up. He'll be twenty. He's twenty five now. He'll be twenty six next year. <clears throat> yes, they can offer him a max contract, but I think he'd rather win than make. What I think it would be like two hundred seventy something million dollars is the max they can offer him. Um, I think he'd rather have a chance to win elsewhere than stick with Milwaukee. I don't know. I think that maybe this is a little bit of frustration because they should have won this year. I think they had a really good team up until the virus yep. hit and things got shut down. I think they were yeah. they were at the top to, to win it all. Um, I think maybe in this case he has to uh, you know you have to look at the fact that they were on break for two three months and mm-hmm. uh, who knows what was going on in between that if they were keeping up or you know yeah. Um, I think he'll stay. I think he has. I don't think he has a reason to leave. I think they have a good core team around him to possibly win it again. I think if they just had a a full season, they get through a full season. I think that and keep that momentum up. Yeah, I think they have. A it good would chance. be nice if they could get another star around him. I know. I know the whole two star basketball thing doesn't guarantee a championship, but uh, you know, I think 
I just think if he could have another player of his caliber, the Bucks would would be completely unstoppable. They're really good right now, but they could be better. Yeah, but I don't really think there's a need for that. I mean, I think the East right now is pretty easy to win in. I mean, the Celtics and the Heat are getting by because, I mean, who else is there to compete with? The 76ers still haven't been able to put together a complete season. Still. Right. I mean, they've had Simmons and Embiid, and they talked about the process and I'm still waiting for the process to come through because it still hasn't yeah. happened yet. I, you know, I, I think that if I'm, I, I, I don't know. Cause the East, the East has a lot of young teams right now, right? The Celtics, the Celtics are a young team with some fantastic players. The heat look pretty darn good. Jimmy Butler, they, they have a lot of prospects. The Raptors ended up even with, with Leonard leaving had a great team. The nets are looming next year. The, I, I think the East is, is, even though there are more All-Stars playing out West, the East is going to be, there's going to be six or so really competitive teams next season. That's also true. That's also true. I think that, um, I just think that with if you're in Milwaukee, if you're sitting in Milwaukee, I mean, and you have the, you know, the chance of losing Giannis, I don't think he, I think, like you said, you offer him a max contract and oh, you yeah. try to build around him and make sure that he's set to, you know, for a championship run. I think he's, he's ready for it. I think the team's ready for it. I, yeah. You know, like you said, the Celtics and the heat, I don't know if Brooklyn's going to, how they're going to handle next year. I, I was expecting something better from them. Um, you know, at the rants injury and, and all that, I, I guess you didn't really, you couldn't really tell. Um, but I, I expected better from them. I didn't really see that this year. So I don't know if I'd put them in that category. I mean. I guess it's hard to see because Durant and Kyrie, it'll be their first full season together. True. That's very true. And I, that's why I said, you know, I don't, I don't know if that changes next year or if they, they end up the same way they did this year. And also the Magic. The Magic were a big surprise this year. No one really expected them to be this good. And they, they held their own. So maybe they build off that, you know. Yeah. And, Season. So I, I guess I could see your point. The East could be challenging next year. I still don't see, as far as real championship competitors, I really don't see anybody outside of the Celtics and the Bucks. I think the Heat are just on a good ride with the momentum. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were that great during the regular season. What was the regular season? I didn't really see anything spectacular. I mean, Jimmy Butler, of course, is going to be, you know, I think he's kind of rejuvenated his career after his time in Chicago and and bouncing around a little bit until he found his home in, in, in Miami. But I just, I, I, I don't see, I don't really see any other clear cut competition for Milwaukee going into next year. I don't see it quite yet. And I don't, I think it's tough because I mean, with the bubble, you don't really, you can't really tell. I think it's, everyone's kind of starting from scratch. Yeah. Kind of what's, what's tough to kind of gauge yeah. it. It'll be interesting to see who knows. Uh, all right, let's let's move on to uh, to baseball a little bit here. You know the the sport that came back first, <laughs> sport that came back first. Thank you, baseball. Actually, there's only like three weeks left. I think two weeks yeah. left until yeah, uh, postseason. It went by really quick. Really yeah. quick. Uh, I mean, it's only two months. <laughs> um, so, real quick, looking at the standings here, Ray, Razor on top of the AL East, thirty seventeen. 
Uh, Blue Jays with 26 wins. Yankees right on their heels. They've won five straight games. They're, they're catching up. Orioles look like total garbage. What else is new? Actually, I'm sorry. The Red Sox, Red Sox look like total garbage. That's new. I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> uh, White Sox and Twins tied for – well, no, I'm sorry. White Sox are ahead by one game. They both have 30 apiece. Um, but the Twins have lost two more. Indians with 26, Tigers with 20, and the Royals at 20 wins. AL West, the Athletics continue to roll, baby. <laughs> Astros are behind them, 23 and 23. They're at 500, and they can stay there for all I care. Mariners at 21 and 25. Angels at 20 and 28. Rangers, 17 and 30. For the National League, the Braves are on top 20 and 19. The COVID Marlins are, uh, they are 23 and 21. Phillies 23, 22. Mets are 21 and 26. And the Nats are 17 and 28. Defending champs. All right, guys. Uh, the Cubbies, they're on top of the NL Central, 28-20. Cardinals are at 500, 20 apiece. Then you got the Brewers at 20-24. Reds are 21-26. Pirates at 14 and 30. And then the West, what else is new? Dodgers are on top. The Padres continue to do really well this year. I'm happy for them. Giants at 23 all. Rockies at 21 wins, 25 losses. And the Diamondbacks, 17 and 31. It's a lot to absorb there. <laughs> Alex Mills. Uh, wait, is that his name? Alec, I'm sorry. Alec Mills throws his first no-hitter today for the Chicago Cubs. I think it's the 16th in team history, which is pretty darn cool. Um, yeah, I'd like to get more stats on that, but apparently yeah. my machine is giving me problems. Oh, so we're just going to move on. Albert Pujols, uh, another career milestone, 660th home run. He now ties Willie Mays for fifth most all time. Uh, I don't know how many he has so far this season, but um, let's see. I don't know, but now in front of him are Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and A-Rod, which are a pretty good company to be in. He still needs about 36 more. I think if he wants to catch up to Alex Rodriguez, that's uh, might take another full season for him. I don't remember when his contract's up, but it's got to be coming up soon. It has to be. I, I don't really quite know. I'm trying to find out when, well, how many home runs he has this season. I still can't find it. Um, he had a 10-year contract with the um four home runs this season four home runs yeah i don't think he's going to catch up to to a rod um i mean the guy's 40 years old and i know he had a 10-year contract i'm just trying to see when it started with the angels he's been there since 2012 so he actually has he probably has at least a year or two left on it yeah i mean unless he decides to retire which i mean i think yeah i don't think he has a reason to quite yet and i think for him he's he's probably kind of get that milestone maybe at least get to 700 yeah just you know call it quits after that but hey good for him i've always been a pool fan even when it was yeah. with the cards his name is just so much fun to say <laughs> i still Careful. i still think he should have stayed with the cardinals i i i debate that forever but good i'm i'm happy for him he got a great payday he got some, gets to play in the sunshine uh, the Angels are never really competitive, but they have a lot of good players on their team. So yeah. maybe when, when his contract's up, they can actually bring in some players for Mike Trout to play with. I don't know if that's going to happen yet. I'm still waiting for that too. While we're on the subject of the Angels, Brendan, have you ever had go-go juice? 
I can't say I have. <laughs> so former Angels employee Brian Harkins, a.k.a. Bubba, was fired on March 3rd. Uh, allegedly, he was providing illegal ball-doctoring substances to visiting pitchers. So this guy's been with the team for four decades. Uh, apparently, back in the 90s, uh, he learned from a all-star pitcher how to create this this thing. He calls it sticky stuff. It's also sometimes called go-go juice. Um, it's, it's a... It's ro- Rosen, Pine Tar, and Moda Stick, which is basically just another type of Pine Tar. Um, so he said an, an all-star pitcher for the Angels back in the 90s taught him how to make it, and then that pitcher left to play for the Tigers in 2005. Spoiler alert, it's Troy Percival, uh, who then admitted <laughs> to teaching him how to make this stuff. So he would. it was created because when they were playing in spring training games, it was really hot, the players would like to have this on their hands. So it was easier to, to grip the ball. It was very dry, apparently. Um, and then just became a staple in the clubhouse. And then he'd start selling it to opposing pitchers. And then this whole thing has been going on for like 20 years and nobody picked up on it. I, I don't know. There's a lot of secret rules in baseball and I'm not quite sure if I understand them all. And I'm guessing this is one of them. You're allowed to, I, I, I don't know. I mean, from banging on trash cans to, Looking, you know, the Apple Watch deal, I, I'm finding out that the MLB has been having a lot of problems with a lot of uh, controversy, hidden controversy in the last 20 yeah. years. I feel MLB is very good at trying to, like, you know, slide these things under the rug. I mean, we completely ignore, like, a lot of the steroid error things that were going on. We ignore, you know, like the Astros get a slap on the wrist. The Red Sox get a slap on the wrist. Um, there was the whole thing with, with, uh, was it Fernando Tatis? Um, you know, oh yeah, the, the grand slam. Yeah. Hitting a grand yeah. slams. Like, so what? That's, yeah. And I, and that's my problem. And that's why I think for me, that's, that's a lot of reason why I kind of don't watch baseball as much anymore is a lot of just these, these small controversies that come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It kind of ruins the game. I mean, you think of pitchers trying to sneak pine tar under the brim of their hats. Um, you know, the rosin bag. It, yep. it, it, there's, a, you know, different, you know, trying to hide something in that. Um, Who was it on the Yankees? Uh, Pineda. He had yeah. the- <laughs> on the neck. Yeah. Nice. I mean, you know, it's, it's like – you might as well just make it all legal and just be done with it at this point. Cause if there's a way they're going to find it, it yeah. you know, and, and it's just, I think at this point, well, Hey, Play, go ahead. players have always looked for an edge in baseball. Always. And that's fine. And that's fine. But uh, you know, I think at this point, manipulating the ball, cork in the bat, whatever you want to do, you know, just, just let it happen at this point. You're not going to stop it. It seems like they can't get a good handle on it. And, and, you know, yeah. it just, it is what it is, I guess at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So, uh, Araldus Chapman on Saturday. Oh man. Oh, Oh, did he have a day? So he's on the mound, right? Makes a weird face. Uh, at one point, Aaron Boone comes out and chats with him, and everything seems fine. He goes back, you know, game over. Chapman's like laughing his ass off during, you know, after after the last pitch, and so during the press conference, um, 
Aaron Boone really seemed to allude to the fact that Aroldis Chapman pooped his pants. Just flat I'm out. Trying, I'm trying so hard not to laugh at that, dude. It's hard not his to. Pants. <laughs> I just, so, so like, so, okay, so during the press conference, uh, he was asked about, you know, what had happened? Is everything okay? Should we be worried about Chapman? And he kept saying, no, we're all fine. No worries. And, and he's giggling and laughing and finally says, you know, nature calls sometimes. Or what, what, is that what the, exactly what he said? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have the exact quote, but it, but it basically was like, nature calls. Um, what sucks is they wear white pants during okay. these games. Yeah, that's right. I mean, hey, we've all been there. Uh, we've all had accidents. Um, I just would hate to be in the clubhouse afterwards. I think that... <laughs> oh, he's sure, going to be teased mercilessly. For I'm sure Chapman's... Uh, don't these guys take was... pregame poops? <laughs> I'm I do it before my show. Game. He, pitched, he plays one inning. I'm sure he, he had eight innings to take care of this. <laughs> That's what Maybe, I don't understand. Do you, do you think there are bathrooms in the bullpen? Have you been to Yankee Stadium? Do you not see how fancy that, their bullpens are? I mean, they're air conditioning. Let's put it that way. It's air conditioned. That's how fancy yeah. bullpens are. I'm that, sure. That's a good point. Within the, and it's not the stadium's empty. Go pick a pick a row. There's a bathroom on every row. Go ahead and you know do what you got to do. I just uh, I mean I feel bad because I mean I, like I said I, I don't want to laugh at them. I mean everything happens for you know things happen, but oof, oof. crazy crazy. All right, moving on to hockey. <clears throat> Stars beat the Golden Knights yesterday. The, the the series is now three to one in Dallas's favor. Oh, man, and the Islanders, I'm sure you're unhappy about this one, lost 4-1 to one today. Um, you know, I, I hate the excuses, um, but I think in this case, I, it's, you know, the game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning was already a wash. I mean, you're talking, they went to game seven with Philly. It shouldn't have gone seven games. They were up three to one, and then they yep. lost two, two, twice in overtime, which tells you something. Then, you know, game seven, they came out, they played just like they did the first game, and, you know, congrats to them, I guess, for, for putting up a good fight at the end. And then, you know, you travel on – you know, that game was on Saturday. They traveled all the way from Toronto to Edmonton, which I'm sure is a long trip already. I mean, I don't really – I think that's, yeah, going all the way from East Coast to West Coast, that's a long trip. And then you have to play a game Monday. So game one was already washed. Game two, the Islanders probably should have won. They had plenty of opportunities to do so. I don't know what happened within the late eight seconds of the game that they decided, hey, you know, we don't want to win this one. Tampa Bay wins that one. Yep. Game three, they finally win. And then today, I mean, they are just uh, – they're missing some key players. I think the the biggest one um, I know you were going to bring up is Casey Sezikis is now out for the season with an injury, which is huge. And not a lot of people know that because the Islanders' fourth line is by far – more potent than I think any fourth line out yeah. there. And you're talking the speed of Casey Zizekas, the grit of Matt Martin, and mm-hmm. Cal Clutterbuck is, you know, he can play both offensive and defensive, and he's tough on both ends. Yeah. And not a lot of people 
know that. And I think they showed that a lot in Philly. Yeah. And, you know, I think Chazikas is like one of their longest tenured players at this point. Yeah, 2009, I think he was, or 2008. Right. I, remember, I remember like one of his first couple, like his first season going to a game at Nassau Coliseum. And I remember his name coming up and, and, you know, that, you know, that was it. I just, I remember that, but like, I didn't realize like he's still with the team. Like that's a pretty good and fourth line is it's a tough line to be on. Yeah. And I mean, and he's, and he's moved around in their lineup for a while. He's played front he's played mid now he's playing in the fourth line and, and they, that's where he's really found his calling. Yeah. Um, so now that's a huge injury for them, you know, a huge guy for them to lose. You know, and I think today it's really showed. I mean, their power play 0 for 3. Um, they're 1 for 15 uh, in the series. And I think they're, they're, they're really low. They're one of the lowest power oh, yeah. play percentages out of all of the four remaining teams. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, on top of that, just a lot of missed opportunities as far as shots go. I mean, They've and surprising, I think, to everyone is them and Tampa are pretty equal. If you look at the stats and what they're coming in at, they're pretty equal as far as how they're playing. And I think that's also another surprise and why a lot of people are sleeping on the Islanders is they don't really know how good they are. Yeah, they're not a flashy team like the like Tampa. They're not. There's no big superstars on the Islanders like there are there is in Tampa or any other remaining teams. Um, I feel. I mean, if you you know, can name besides Matt Barzell. I mean, right. Who else do they really have? That's like a big superstar that on that team. But yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in, in game five. I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Islanders come out with, with the, you know, some fighting them or do they just kind of lay down and, and regroup for next year? I think it's going to be tough. And mm-hmm. I think, one of the things they need to focus on goaltending and another thing is probably going to be on some defense. I think that's where they, they kind of let up a lot uh, in this series, but disappointing as an Islanders fan. <laughs> you never know. You never yeah, know. I'm not giving up hope. I'm not giving up hope, but it's, it's tough to come back from three to one. I mean, we've seen, we, we've seen Philly do it. We've seen a lot of teams do it this year, mm-hmm. so it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but uh, I guess against the, the light, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a good chance, but you know, okay. especially after today. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a quick recap: the Rams are now beating the Cowboys ten to seven. There's about three and a half minutes left in that game, so whoop de doo. All right, we're going to close out the show here. First off, Brendan, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. Perfect. I think you're frozen, actually. I on think my I end. did. Yep. Oh, that's that. weird. Well, you're kind of oh, smiling, right. so we'll count that for the rest <laughs> of the show. Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She is the content editor, logo designer, and set designer of our show. Uh, clearly, she needs to get on our new set because I'm sick of looking at um, a, a, an arrangement of lotions and a desk. Uh, now we've totally lost Brendan. That, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, now it's just your name. I wasn't <laughs> okay. even sure if you were still there. Uh, the music you hear for the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. The link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks to our social media warriors, Mary Kay and Gary Albert. And of course, uh, our usual uh, Joe Calabro, Jorge Pajares. Thanks for uh, listening all the time. Uh, Brendan, thank you for being on the show. It's a pleasure. 
And uh, if you like what you heard, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. That's me. And uh, yeah, like, comment, share, tweet at me. Twitter, Twitter, tweet, tweet. And uh, do all those funky uh, YouTube social media things. I'm still not on TikTok. I'm sorry. Uh, With that, I'm going to go because I have to. So good night, friends. Sleep tight and have a lovely week. Come